God bless you and welcome to the Solution Radio Show. Thank you for joining me today. I'm Greg Backus, your host. Jesus Christ is the solution for all the situations you and I might find ourselves in. He is God's solution for all mankind, for all time. He stated in the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the one who makes a difference. He made a difference in people's lives 2,000 years ago when he lived and walked among people. And he makes a difference today because he was raised from the dead and is seated at God's right hand in the heavenlies. I trust that Christ Jesus makes a difference in your life today, that you see the tremendous love that God has for you, that you come to have a deeper and more full relationship with God as your Heavenly Father, that you see your purpose in life is far above the day-to-day circumstances of life. God's love for you, it knows no bounds. Today we have a very exciting program. We will hear some wonderful music, read some of the Bible together regarding God's magnificent peace, and our interview segment is with Gary and Linda Bear. Gary and Linda are the founders of Mission Possible in Aurora, Illinois. Mission Possible provides many services to the community in the areas of free health care, counseling, addiction recovery, job skills coaching, Bible training through Bible classes, and many other services. It's an interview that I'm sure you will enjoy. Before we delve into God's Word and His magnificent peace, let's start off with some music. In this obsession with the things this world says make us happy Can't see the slaves we are In all the searching or the grasping Like we deserve much more Than all these blessings we're holding So now I'm running free Into an ocean of mercy So 
The past two weeks, we have looked at God's magnificent grace and also His magnificent mercy. Today, we will look at God's magnificent peace. As always, I desire and want our time in God's Word to be greater than just head knowledge. Head knowledge, well, it really does us no good. What we should desire to see is the Word of God living and real in our hearts and lives to bring that head knowledge into practical application. So today I'd like for us to have and receive the peace of God in our hearts, to know what God's peace is by experience, and then to let it guard our heart. We live in a most unpeaceful world. People are angry. People are anxious. I notice it every day when I'm out on the roads here in the Chicago area. I'm sure it's not much different where you may live. I see people short-tempered with others over the slightest provocation. The stress builds, and you see the explosion of unpeaceful people. You see it in the newspaper, you see it on TV, and you see it in everyday life. You know, it's available to have a peaceful life. What would it be like to live above the circumstances, to the end of being peaceful, no matter what the situation? It is available to have a peaceful heart. It's available to you today. When you have peace, you are at rest. There is no strife, no conflict where there is peace. There is no anxiousness or worry where there is peace. You do not have a disturbed heart when you have peace. If you have your Bible handy and you'd like to read along, we'll begin here in Philippians. Uh, We're going to read... Chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. Verse 6, it says, Be careful. And that word careful, that's a King James translation. It would be much more accurately translated as the word anxious. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. It says here in Philippians that we're not to be anxious for anything. We all know what it is to be anxious. It's to worry or to be nervous about some future event. Or it could also include uneasiness about a past event. Whether the event is past or future, worry is always unhealthy. And it certainly is not very pleasant. There are times, though, that some of us have worried so much that we just think it's normal day by day to worry and to be anxious. I know people like that. Well, the world at times has molded people into a mindset of doubt, worry, and fear. Because what we feed our mind on mentally in the news, the movies, the music, and the day-to-day conversation out in the world sometimes is so negative that it causes people to be anxious and to worry if they don't know what the scriptures say and that God can give us a peaceful heart. You know, all that stuff in the world, that's why it's so easy at times to be anxious or worried. But that's not the way God designed life to be. What are we to replace our anxiousness with when we have anxiety? Well, in that verse there in Philippians 4, 6, it says, in everything by prayer and supplication. And that word supplication just means a request made based on an urgency of a need, and it could include prayer for another. And it's with thankfulness towards our Father, knowing that He hears us. We make our requests known unto God. That's what we replace the anxiousness with. Prayer to our Heavenly Father, knowing that He hears us. Verse 7 then tells us what will happen if we replace being anxious with prayer to God. And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep or guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. The peace of God is better than and surpasses all understanding. It's better in the sense that the situation that has the potential to cause anxiety, if we do not give it to God, You know, we may understand by our five senses all that there is to know about that problem, that situation. 
We may be aware of every legal, practical, emotional angle of the circumstance. Having that type of five senses understanding does not bring peace. But giving it all to God in prayer, that results in the peace of God guarding your heart and your mind, regardless of the understanding you might have. Our understanding and our five senses insight into a situation cannot dominate our thinking. It cannot take precedence over what God has said in his word or what he might show us by revelation. God's solution to the situation brings total and complete deliverance. And his solution may come by way of the most unusual means. You know, you look at the records in the Old Testament. Who could have ever come up with the many ways that God delivered his people? For example, the parting of the Red Sea and their escape from Egypt. Who could have ever come up with that? Only God. What about Noah's building of a boat in the middle of land at a time when it had never rained? Or the fall of the walls of Jericho, not by battering rams, but by obedience to God's direction. And in the Old Testament, the list just goes on and on and on. God used the most unusual way many times to bring deliverance. Just a couple days ago, while speaking with a friend, he related to me an incident of where a man had an artificial elbow. It was causing discomfort, and he was prayed for by members of his church. When he woke up the next morning, God had given him a new elbow. All the parts of the artificial elbow were outside of his body, laying on the bed next to his arm. Oh, that is just so remarkable. God is just so amazing. Who would ever think that? To take out the parts of the artificial elbow, lay him on the bed next to the arm, and then place a brand new elbow in the man's arm. That's what God did. <laughs> How could man's understanding ever come up with that? That's a miracle. And it's available to see those type of miracles every day. Because our God is a miracle-working God. He hasn't changed any since the first century church. You know, we can have complete understanding by way of our own ability and experiences about a situation and still not have peace. Let's continue here in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Verse 9, Those things which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me... Do, and the God of peace shall be with you. In verse 8 here, Paul instructs us where to place our thinking, our thoughts. On truth. God's word is truth. And then to think about things that are honest, just, pure, lovely, and of good report. And then in the next verse, Paul exhorts us to be an imitator of him by doing what we have learned, received, and heard, and seen in his life. Paul was an imitator of both God and the Lord Jesus Christ. The result? The peace that comes from God. Where is the peace that comes from God when it is with us? It's in our mind. It's in our heart. We are then confident that God not only hears our prayers and answers our prayers, but he is continually with us. He is continually with you in every situation, every day. I'd like to read the Amplified Version. I love the Amplified Version. Uh, in so many records of God's Word in that version, it just expands the meaning and the understanding of those verses. And I think it does a very good job of that here in Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 through 9. So this is the Amplified. Do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace which transcends all understanding, 
That peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Verse 8 in the Amplified. Finally, believers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable and worthy of respect, whatever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatever is pure and wholesome, whatever is lovely and brings peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think continually on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. Verse 9, Amplified, The things which you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things in your daily life. And the God, who is the source of peace, and well-being will be with you. What a wonderful, wonderful version. You know, in our righteousness and our redemption, through Jesus Christ, we have peace. Let's look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1. Therefore, being justified by believing, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It says here that we are at peace with God. Those that believe on the Lord Jesus Christ are legally declared righteous in the sight of God. Why? Because of the accomplished work of His Son, Jesus Christ. God isn't waiting to bop you over the head when you make a mistake. God does not want to condemn anyone to eternal separation from Him. People make that choice by their rejection of the Savior from sin, the Lord Jesus Christ. You can have peace regarding your eternal destination because you believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need to wonder if you'll make it to heaven based on your own good works. You make it to heaven because of God's work through Christ. You know, that's a hard thing for many, many people. Because so many of us, we have been raised in denominational religion where man's work is emphasized. What we do or don't do, we need to get our thoughts off ourself. It's not all about me. It's not all about you. It's about what our Lord and Savior has done for us. Focus on the Lord and praise God that you are righteous in His sight because of the work of Jesus Christ. You know, there are many good people with wonderful hearts in denominational churches all around the world. It's the structure, the man-made dogmas and creeds, man-ordained traditions. That is what has stifled people, and it's kept good people from a relationship with God as their Father. My works, your works, that is not what gives us access to the one true God. It's through the completed work of the Lord Jesus Christ that gives mankind access to the one true God. There is no other. Jesus Christ is the only one to ever be raised from the dead. And today, He sits at God's right hand. What is it that keeps men from God? The sin nature received from Adam when he disobeyed God in the Garden of Eden. So if that's true, which I believe it is because the Bible says so, and that is the Word of God, which makes known God and His wonderful Son, if that's true, that it's the sin nature received from Adam when he disobeyed God, that that is what keeps man from God, then all mankind born into this world from birth is separated from God. Let me ask this question. How could an imperfect man, by way of his imperfect works, earn the approval of a perfect God? Logically, just think about it for a moment. It's not possible for any man, woman, or child to earn salvation by their own works. If it is possible to earn your salvation by your works, then the perfect man, the Lord Jesus Christ, wasted his life. His life meant nothing. If you or I can save ourselves, often I hear people state, well, I'm a good person, or they know someone that was a good person that 
recently passed away, and because of their good works, they believe that that is good enough to get them to heaven and receive eternal life. Where does that thinking come from? It comes from religion, which is always emphasizing the works that men and women do. Religion has done a tremendous disservice to people, the Lord Jesus Christ, and God the Father. True Christianity, true Christianity, is a relationship with God the Father. And when it comes to works, the emphasis, the focus, is to be on the completed work of Jesus Christ. Our works, your works, my works, come into play after we are born again of God's Spirit, after we have received the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. That's where our good works then come into play, which will result in eternal rewards. Our salvation is determined by the good work of Jesus Christ. Let's read Romans chapter 5, uh, verse 1. And I just want to read this one right away in the Amplified Bible. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified, that is, acquitted of sin, declared blameless before God by believing, let us grasp the fact that we have peace with God and the joy of reconciliation with Him through our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed. Wow! We are declared blameless before God. Grasp the fact, the truth, that you have peace with God and you have the joy of reconciliation. You're His child. You have a relationship with the Creator of the heavens and the earth because of Jesus Christ. Think about that. Meditate on the wonderful truth of who God is and who you are as His child in relationship to Him. Just let your heart and your mind marinate in His Word. Meditate on it. Think about it. Talk to your Heavenly Father about who He is and who you are and what He's made you to be. Ephesians, let's look at chapter 2, verses 13 through 18. But now in Christ Jesus, you, the Gentiles, the nations of the world, who sometimes were far off, are made near by the blood of Christ. For he, Christ, is our peace, who has made both Jew and Gentile one, and he has broken down the middle wall of partition between us having abolished in his flesh the enmity or the separation, even the law of commandments contained in ordinances, for to make in himself of two one new man, so making peace. Verse 16, And that he might reconcile both, both the Judean and the Gentile, unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity or the separation thereby. And he came and preached peace to you, which were afar off, the Gentiles, the nations of the world, and to them that were near, the Israelites. Christ, he is our living peace, as it says in the Phillips Bible. He eliminated all the separation between both the Israelites and all the other nations of the world and their combined separation from God as a Father. Verse 18 here in Ephesians 2, For through Christ we both, Jew and Gentile, have access or introduction by one Spirit unto the Father. Christ is our peace, and He has made peace. We are now reconciled unto God because of Christ's work, and in that work He has given us peace. In the peace Christ gives, we have access to God, our Father. God hears our prayer. He knows you intimately, and He desires for you to allow Him to reveal Himself unto you. Colossians chapter 1, verse 19. For it pleased the Father that in Christ should all fullness dwell, and having made peace through the blood of His cross, by him to reconcile all things unto himself, 
by him, by Christ, I say, whether they be things in earth or things in heaven. Verse 19 there, the word fullness, it's indicative of completeness. Completeness is where the emphasis is placed. It pleased the Father that Christ lacked nothing. In Christ's completeness, we find our peace through his shed blood. It's in his shed blood that all things are reconciled back to the Father. Colossians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. For in Christ dwells all the fullness of the Godhead, and you, you, you are complete in him, in Christ, which is the head of all principality and power. You are complete in Christ. Complete in Christ. You are lacking nothing. Christ is the head of the body to which you belong. And you are complete in him. In the completeness found in Christ is peace with God. This peace allows you access to the throne room of grace and mercy. It's your peace. Never dismiss the peace that is yours because of a temporary circumstance that might try to distract you. Set your heart on things above. Make your requests known unto God. Allow the peace of God to guard your mind and heart. A peaceful heart is a joyful heart. A peaceful heart is a giving heart. A peaceful heart is a believing heart. A peaceful heart anticipates the return of Jesus Christ. A peaceful heart knows the Christ within. A peaceful heart makes known the living Christ to a perishing world. Praise God for his magnificent peace. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served I know, I know, I know, I know
Our guests today are Gary and Linda Baer. Gary and Linda are the founders of Mission Possible in Aurora, Illinois. Mission Possible provides many services to the community in the areas of free health care, counseling, addiction recovery, job skills coaching, Bible training through Bible classes, various social events, among many other services. At Mission Possible, they aim to holistically meet human needs in Christ's name. I'd like to welcome Gary and Linda Bear to the Solution Radio Show. Welcome, Gary and Linda. Thank you, Greg. Thank you very much for it's, inviting us today. It's great to have you. Uh, if you could tell us a little bit about your story, your testimony of how you came to know the Lord Jesus Christ. First introduced to Jesus when I was about nine years old. Um, mm-hmm. I would like to say that that was the day that Jesus uh, called me to himself and that I was truly born again. I don't know for sure if that's really when it was. Uh, I knew that I was a sinner for sure, and uh, I surely heard the pastor say what was going to happen if I didn't accept Jesus. And so I ran forward that day, and I told my whole family afterwards for weeks following, uh, Jesus is my Savior, Jesus is my Savior. But the, the product of my life, the fruit of my life, really didn't bear that out for most of my adult life until I was about 38 years old. You know, I, I prayed many prayers, but uh, uh, I, I'm convinced that when I knew that I knew that I knew that I belonged to Jesus was one morning uh, when I was 38 years old, and um, I had uh, lived most of my adult life uh, in really abject rebellion and uh, drug and alcohol addiction, uh, as as bad as I could imagine. I had uh, been in and out of six rehabs. I had uh, attempted to take my own life three separate times, mm-hmm. and the fruit of my life was not bearing out that testimony or any of those prayers. However, that day, I saw my life for what it was. And what happened, similar to the prodigal who looked down and he saw the pods that the pigs were eating, and he, it says that in the text that in Luke 15, he came to his senses. And it was that day that I really came to my senses. I saw what was really before me and that I had um, been serving uh, a different God. I had not been serving the creator of the universe who had actually called my name back when I was nine years old. And when, um, uh, when I realized that my best thinking had brought me to an institution every single time, and this time it was not going to go in that direction, what I knew that I knew that I knew was that I had to follow Jesus' call. Mm-hmm. And um, it was probably a month later after I had sold everything that I had and gotten together enough money and the support of who was my estranged girlfriend at the time, happens to be sitting here next to me, mm-hmm. um, but uh, I ended up in Denver, Colorado, and I went to a program at 38 years old uh, called Teen Challenge of the Rocky Mountains. I've heard of it. Yeah, so uh, about a month into that, I was at a Nikki Cruz rally at a church in, uh, um, uh, I think it was called Lakewood, Colorado. It's just west, a suburb of Denver, and uh, in that church. Nikki had been preaching. I don't remember what he was preaching. All I remember is that at the end of that service, uh, there was a lot of commotion and people going forward, and I had my eyes closed. But that night, in my mind's eye, I shouted out uh, to the enemies of God. I drove a stake in the ground that day and said to them, this far and no further, I belong to Jesus. From that day to this, he continues to teach me how to live. And uh, if I uh, will keep a short account with him, keep my eyes focused on who he is rather than uh, what the circumstances of my life are, then uh, I continue to have the opportunity to show up and uh, be who he's called me to be. So that was really, it wasn't so much of when I think I came to him, but rather when I know that he saved me. Yeah, that's a great story of deliverance. God is so good. Amen. Yeah. Uh, For me, uh, my story is not nearly as dramatic, but is nonetheless uh, equally miraculous. I grew up in a Christian home, and uh, when I went off to college, I did what most college-age kids do, and that is stray and wander. I stopped attending church. Uh, Ultimately, that was 10-plus years of wandering, investigating New Age uh, spirituality and a variety of things that at the time I did not know how dangerous it was. Uh, all the while, I would have called myself a Christian. Um, I had known Jesus in my head from early childhood, um, but I didn't realize that I didn't know him in my heart. Mm. And 
the Lord sent a few chest pains and heart palpitations along the way um, uh, in my uh, years of uh, significant uh, period of workaholism uh, was a wake-up call from the Lord, and it drew me back to church. And I remember when I went back, they were studying the purpose-driven life, and I read that for the first time. And I remember uh, one of the things that came out of that was that I'd never read God's 66 love letters to me. Mm. And so I decided to read scripture from front to back cover for the first time. And when I did, it was actually in Exodus 15 and 16 that I came to um, realize the depths of my sin and my need for a savior. And from that moment on, nothing has been the same. Mm, That's wonderful. God is just so good the way he leads us down the path and we realize we need him and then now look at you're able to serve so many others that are walking that same path. Amen. You know really an amazing uh, parallel was that both of these events were happening in separate cities while we were estranged and uh, God had that design in mind I'm work, sure. Yeah working a mighty work in both your hearts. Yeah that's wonderful. Yes he was. <laughs> now can you tell us a little bit about Mission Possible the story of how it came to be and the services that you offer there? Mission Possible really was uh, sort of born out of um, the second part of my story. Uh, Not only did I read the Bible from front to back cover for the first time, but I realized that I should go on a medical mission trip, which I did to Honduras. I'm trained as a physical therapist, and um, while it was a wonderful experience, I remember sitting on the plane, looking out the window on the way back, thinking, why aren't we doing this for folks in our own backyard? But at the time, I didn't really know what to do with that burden that I felt on my heart. A year later, our church at Trinity Lutheran in Lyle hosted a single-day clinic-type event um, sponsored under the model of Touch Twice United. And um, I lit on fire because I really found uh, where um, my passion met the world's need and discovered that that was my calling, was to um, be part of this caring for people physically. Uh, Later I would learn that the meeting of the physical need uh, would help us to meet the emotional and spiritual needs as well Mm -hmm. of the people that we've been serving. But after that, we ended up actually changing churches a couple years into it, and uh, we were going to Crossroads Community Church, and um, uh, as part of their uh, purpose-driven community study, they decided to do a God-sized project, and um, that was basically this clinic, single-day clinic-type event in downtown Aurora at East Aurora High School. We did it in 2008, 9, and 10. I was medical director of the event. Gary was spiritual director of the event. Uh, we had up to a thousand, over a thousand volunteers for each of those three single day events. And um, we provided all kinds of services, um, about $1.5 million worth of free health care included. Wow. And we served up to 3,000 guests um, each of those three single years. We really saw, in fact, one of those events, 99 people uh, gave their lives to the Lord, um, and we had 300 families request new church homes. So we saw this notion of holistic care. We saw God's provision. We saw uh, the body of Christ rally to care for those in need, and um, everything just kind of clicked. But after Crossroads discontinued doing the event, myself and a few others and we were like, we need to do something more. There's mm-hmm. needs 365 days a year. Even the single-day clinic isn't enough. Um, what can we do? One of our eye doctors, Dr. Frank Valentino, said, Linda, if you can get me a free autorefractor, a $10,000 piece of equipment. I never asked anybody for $10,000 of anything before. He said, if you can get me a free autorefractor, I'll personally staff a vision clinic for you one day a month, and I will personally pay for Uh, any glasses that you can't pay for yourself. Ultimately, that was the impetus that launched Mission Possible. I thought, well, uh, he can do a vision clinic once a month, I'll do physical therapy here and there, and we can start to do something. And at the time, Gary was um, also being very burdened about this idea of Christian Recovery Fellowship Hall, a safe gathering place for men who are clean and sober, who want to walk with Jesus and grow in their walk with Jesus and um, become productive members of society and strong spiritual leaders of their household. 
And uh, when uh, I got this autorefractor approved, I knew that I had to set up a nonprofit organization in order to accept the equipment from a nonprofit organization. Mm. So we started filling out the 501c3 papers. And along the way, Gary's like, well, hey, what about Christian Recovery Fellowship? It doesn't make sense to set up two nonprofits, which it didn't. We couldn't figure out how to put the two of them together till one day he said, uh, will you get glasses for my guys? Well, of course. Will you do physical therapy for my guys? Absolutely. So then the visions were touching. And then I thought back to those Share the Hope clinics. Uh, people were cutting hair. Uh, people were giving free legal service. And I thought, well, how do all those missionaries make their mission possible? I was like, wait a minute. That's it. Let's make mission possible. All things are possible to the one who believes. And here we are today, four and a half years later. <laughs> That's mm. a wonderful story, gosh. Mm. Once again, God provided the resources. Yes, yes he, he did. did. Made available all that you needed. In ways that we could, we don't have time to even uh, expand on. Uh, you can't even believe the ways that God has provided over the, the last, uh, well, really five years. And, you know, something that I noticed, because I was down there a couple weeks ago at, at Mission Possible, and... When I walked in, people were very outgoing and joyful. I just saw the light of Christ and their eyes and the love. It really was remarkable when I walked in there. Mm. You, you, I could just see it. I could just see the presence of God there. Praise him. Yeah, yeah we are super blessed by God's presence there. Um, and somehow the uh, patrons feel that in a tangible way. Um, we pray with an awful lot of our guests, both on the healthcare side and the recovery side. In fact, to date, we have over 4,000 health care visits, and only six people have refused prayer uh, to date. But because of the tangible expression of Christ's love through the um, hands of our volunteers, they open up in ways um, that we... You just don't have those kind of conversations mm -hmm. in real life. So we are blessed to have front row seats to what God is doing in the lives of so many people in our community. Those people know that you love them. Mm. That's why they open up and share what they share. It is our nightly prayer that each patron that walks through the door would sense the presence of Christ as they walk in and that uh, he would be free to do as he will with their lives through our showing up. And it's a real blessing, Greg. That's wonderful. Yeah. Now, on the resources page of your website, you mentioned Craig Phillips. Can you tell us a little bit about Craig and how he influenced and affected your ministry? Oh, boy. <laughs> I am so excited to answer this question. Um, it actually has a little bit of story that goes with it as well. And some of your hearers may actually know the name of Craig Phillips because he lived in the Aurora era, area, worked for Barber Green for years, and then... Uh, uh, you know, volunteered at Wayside Cross for over 18 years, um, has uh, uh, been a member, was a member at the Central Bible, and uh, before that at uh, Zion Baptist, uh, which is now Orchard Valley Baptist Church. So he's a native of the area. When I uh, was getting well, um, after I had left Teen Challenge, uh, about two years later, I really had hit the wall, and uh, God wasn't going to let me rest until I found a way to give back what he had given me. And uh, so I started to uh, volunteer over at Wayside Cross, and they let me sort of meet one-on-one -on -one with uh, a couple of guys early on. I had entered my time at Moody Bible Institute. Uh, I was learning uh, to rightly divide the word of truth and understand what it means to care for souls. And God had really been uh, calling me in this area. I met Craig over at Wayside Cross, and uh, what Craig Phillips taught me more than anything else is how to care for and love genuinely the truly broken, the disenfranchised, and the marginalized. And I will forever be indebted to him for that. Craig taught me. He was a mentor for me. He taught me how to love, how to minister in grace and truth. He had the uncanny ability to uh, love each person personally when they walked into a room. He had the ability to uh, never let anyone feel like they were not uh, noticed or cared for in a room. And Craig passed those things on to me, so much so that he, he uh, um, when he passed his family, I mean, there were thousands of people's lives that he had touched, but his family called me up and said, will you preach his funeral? And that was, I will, it was the highest honor of my career um, uh, of any kind. And um, 
so to talk about Craig is really to talk about uh, what we do at Mission Possible, which is, uh, in fact, our prayer room even has one of his quotes on it. Um, it says, uh, much prayer, much power. Mm. Uh, Craig Phillips, uh, that was his uh, a firm belief that uh, uh, if... If someone asked for prayer, he would stop right there and pray with them. And so consequently, Craig was always praying. We love him. We miss him tremendously. And uh, yeah, I, he I could say He was a great say influence on both of our lives. Yeah, yeah. it sounds like it. And yeah. that tells me, too, the quality of your life because of the family requesting you to do the service at his memorial. Can you tell us about a time when you saw God's mighty hand of deliverance, uh, both in your ministry and in the life of the ones that you minister to and serve? There's so many stories, but I would say for the sake of our ministry, the way that we see God's hand move in our ministry every single day is in his provision of financial support and resources and the body of Christ stepping forward to serve we have a 100% volunteer staff, which I think is fairly unique. And our organization is maybe a little bit different than a lot of nonprofits because we don't actually do any fundraising. Uh, we have sort of a George Mueller philosophy in that we trust that the Lord will uh, provide and we trust that he cares for his people and we trust that he can move any mountain and we pray big prayers uh, that he would be that he would provide and he does repeatedly over and over and over again and i know that when people ask us where our support comes from they're always kind of surprised that we don't do any fundraisers and we don't seek any public uh support um 100% of our support is uh, private, about half of it's uh, uh, individuals, and then the rest is a combination of churches, uh, small privately held companies, um, uh, small private grants, and actually our patrons. And there again is another place where we see God's hand move. Every time a patron receives one of our services, we give them a tiny little envelope and we um, we want to, all of our services are free, mm -hmm. but we want people to um, be part of their care, uh, give them a hand up rather than a hand out. And so we tell them whether it's $3 or $30, whether it's now or later, it's between them and the Lord. And those nickels and dollars add up to be enough to pay for the utilities on both sides of our ministry. So our patrons literally keep the light on, mm -hmm. lights on in our mm -hmm. ministry. As far as individual stories, again, there's so many. Um, we've seen people go from homelessness to gainfully employed, married, and spiritual leaders of their household. We have seen um, a man that was on crutches for three years be able to walk again on his own foot. Um, we have, um, of course, seen many people come to the Lord. And, um, but one of my favorite stories is actually a gentleman who had come into our dental clinic. And we, because the people that we serve don't have any access to health care, they don't have primary care practitioners. So mm -hmm. basic things like blood pressure, blood sugar, those things aren't being monitored or evaluated. And when our dentist took his blood pressure... He was so high, he said, I, I refuse to see you, you, refuse to provide care until you get to a doctor and you must get there immediately. And um, when he did, they discovered he was in complete renal failure. Wow. He literally would not have lived to see another day had he not got the care he did when, he, uh, when they discovered this problem. So is, it's been four years now, uh, and this man is... On dialysis still three days a week, but he's able to work part-time and support his family and is still a patron of our ministry and the joy that they have in telling the story of what God has done in their lives is just truly a blessing to us. Well, that's awesome to be able to see just changes in people's lives from the mm -hmm. ministry and the services they receive and the ability then too to allow them to give back. I think that's huge the way you do that with the envelope. Yep. And, Amen. And then also George Mueller. You're walking in the steps of another awesome <laughs> man, you know, the way he kept his orphanages going over there, yeah. just trusting God. That's, yeah. that's great. Now, is there something that you'd like to share with our listeners today to encourage them in the things of God? 
We have seen tremendous transformation in both physical lives, uh, emotional well-being, and uh, in spiritual lives for all eternity. Um, That's a great blessing to get a front row seat of that uh, every day that we're there, uh, Monday through Thursday and Saturday nights too. You know, uh, for me, in my journey of uh, redemption with Jesus is... Uh, one of the most important lessons that I've learned is that I have to keep showing up where I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. I know where I'm supposed to be, and if I'm following Jesus and I am showing up where he is, I will make it through that day. In fact, I will not just make it through that day. I will make it through that day successfully with joy in my heart because I was following Jesus. And my encouragement for your listeners is to be on Jesus' mission. Here's his mission in Luke 4. He stood up and he unrolled a scroll that he found in a place there in the tabernacle. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he sat down. For us, that's being on Jesus' mission to do those things. I know that if I show up where those things are happening, I'm on Jesus' mission. And that is life and vitality for me. It actually encourages me to wake up each morning knowing, where are you, Jesus? Is that you? And I'll follow you where you go. That's the greatest encouragement that I could give to your listeners. Give your life away and stay on his mission. What is your long-term vision for Mission Possible? Our long-term vision actually is not programs, but people. And uh, we hope that for our um, patrons, they experience a tangible expression of Christ's love when they enter the facility, both for our patrons and our volunteers. We uh, pray that they would move one step or two steps or three steps closer in their walk with Jesus and um, that we would glorify him in all that we do. We, Like Gary said, uh, we very much want people to dip their toe in the water and be on Jesus' mission with us. Now, for our listeners, what type of volunteer opportunities might there be available if they'd like to come down to Mission Possible and serve? For our healthcare side of the ministry, we're always looking for mission-minded medical practitioners. Uh, dental assistance is our most urgent need at the moment, but also dentists, hygienists, chiropractors, eye doctors. Uh, various types of healthcare practitioners. We're also always looking for interpreters. Uh, we serve a high volume of Spanish-speaking population, and that need is uh, great for us. We also are looking for people with administrative gifting who can run our reception desk, making phone calls, filing, scheduling appointments. And um, Gary, maybe you can share about the recovery side. Sure. You know, and on both sides, we we, we look for people who um, love to pray, who love to talk with our guests, who love to fellowship and to speak life into their, into their souls. Um, after each uh, medical visit, all of our patients, as we said earlier, uh, have the opportunity to be prayed for. Very few mm-hmm. people have ever turned that down. Um, and so that's kind of a sidebar role for all of the volunteers. On the recovery side of the ministry, we uh, are only a men's facility, so the volunteer base is uh, all male. However, if you are a man who wants to uh, volunteer by just coming alongside another brother, uh, sharing your life on life, one-on-one or in a small group setting, that's all we do. We hang out all night long. Uh, Sometimes we do a study, sometimes we do a devotional, sometimes we play ping pong. Uh, But if you've also got a specialized skill that you'd like to give away, uh, like you want to help somebody learn how to use the computer, you want to help them learn how to find a job or to create a resume, by all means, we're teaching life skills also at Mission Possible. We believe it is every bit a part of discipleship. So that's the kind of volunteer we're looking for. Give your life away. That's great. Yeah. Now, what would be the best way for our listeners to reach you in order to volunteer or maybe they want to donate or or just become involved in, in the ministry of Mission Possible? We would encourage people to visit our website at uh, www.onjesusmission.org. 
Um, there's certainly a PayPal button on there, or they could mail a check. There's also our uh, email address if they want to contact us about volunteer uh, or other opportunities. And certainly you can like us on Facebook. Uh, we try to regularly uh, show people a glimpse of what's happening inside the ministry through our Facebook page. Wonderful. What I'll do is I'll put links up on our website as well for all those different ways to be able to get a hold of you. Fantastic. And then obviously they can always swing by and just hang out with us for an evening. Come and if you're a man, you want to come and hang out on the fellowship side, just come and hang out. We'll uh, give you the dollar tour. Excellent. I think I'm going to do that. I'm going to stop back down there again. (laughs) Fantastic, Craig. Look forward to seeing you. Thank you, Gary and Linda, so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. God God bless you. You too. My heart is liberated with the realization that I'm saved by grace. You never wanted my flesh, but you know you have my heart and all of my days. Father, let my life be an offering of praise. I am a mighty conqueror and a helpless child. Lord, my heart and my flesh, they fail, but you are the strength of my life. chance to trust you no longer enslaved by these worldly chains oh lord my freedom is in serving you no longer enslaved by these worldly chains oh lord my freedom is in serving you. Thank you for joining us today on the Solution Radio Show. And thank you to Gary and Linda Bear from Mission Possible in Aurora, Illinois, for sharing their heart and life. All of the Solution Radio Shows are archived at thesolutionradioshow.com where you may re-listen at your convenience. There are also links to the websites of our guests, musicians, and sponsors. Also on the website, there is a page for upcoming events. If you'd like your event listed, you could send the information to info at thesolutionradioshow.com. A reminder that the praise line is open 24 hours a day where you may call in and give a testimony of God's working in your heart and life. The number is 844-705-3410. Once again, that number, 844-705-3410. We will play those testimonies in upcoming shows. You know, it's that time of year where the weather is warming up, and it's beautiful out this week, 70s, 80s. There might be a slight chance of rain, but, but not much. And you know what I love to do when the weather's warm? I love to get out on the streets and speak God's Word, love them with the love of God, and make prayer available for whatever the need may be. If you're in the area and you'd like to join me on the streets ministering God's Word, just shoot me an email at greg at thesolutionradioshow.com. Once again, that email, greg at thesolutionradioshow.com. And let's set up a date, a location. And you know what? We will have a blast loving others with God's love. Please continue to keep in your prayers the Solution Radio Show. The Solution Radio Show is listener-supported, both by your prayers and your financial giving. Thank you for your support. It's greatly appreciated. All financial donations are tax deductible. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Once again, that mailing address, P.O. Box 9002, Naperville, Illinois, 60567. Also, there is a donation link available on our website. Have an awesome rest of your day. God bless you. 
You are God's very best.